podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I'm Lucy Cecil. And I'm Olivia Taylor. Oh, Olivia, it's been a little while, hasn't it? Why do I always say, oh, Olivia? Like, why am I saying, oh, my darling? Oh, my darling? Oh, my darling? Olivia. Do you think Clementine would suit me as a name? Yes, I actually really do. Yeah. yeah. Especially today, you've got, little, you've got a little headband on, you've got this gorgeous, really cute as fuck jumper. It's so <laughs> nice. It's got little mushrooms on. It does. It's pink, little mushrooms. It's very sweet. I can see a Clementine for you. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it would suit you. And I do have, do you remember that top from ages ago that had oranges all over yeah, it? Yeah, I loved that top. That yeah. Was a good, that was a good season, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, do you think I could wear that again? Absolutely, especially with the advent of spring slash summer 2022. Definitely. Yeah, I think I, I only wore it once and, you know, in an effort to be sustainable, mm. I should wear it again. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Um, if I had the name of any sort of fruit, what would it be? Of a fruit? Yeah, Clementine. Persimmon. <laughs> Very good work. Very good work. <laughs> so anyway, how you been? <laughs> well, Persman, I've been fine. <laughs> how you been, Clementine? Fresh and zesty. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been... I don't, I don't even know how I've been. What What's happened in the last couple of weeks? I mean, everything, nothing, you know. I'm, I'm excited, like how we were saying about, you know, January having a rebrand. I can't say that I've massively done that. Um, but some good things have happened. I've got a new job. Um, yeah. so that's happening. Woo, congratulations. Um, thank you very much. So that's starting at the end of the month of Feb. And finally, like the month after that, like book some time to go away. Like I haven't bit bitten the bullet for like abroad bits yet, but I'm tagging on like a week. I'm going for a wedding to Devon and I'm just like making it a week. Nice. Very good idea. That's what I need to do yeah. for myself. So I'm doing that. And then we have got like another thing in the diary next week. I think we mentioned it on the podcast last time of like seeing our mates and having like an extravaganza. And I feel very much like in need of, of an extravaganza. Um, Cause you know, things have been happening. It's been fine, but I want to have like some, I want to have some like big, 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 big blowout moments yeah yeah, in there. yeah totally and I, I don't think we haven't had as a you know and i can't i cannot think of a better word than extravaganza mm. um for quite a while i think our last extravaganza was what like pride was pretty extravagant extravagant have we done anything since then that was like a big big one no not 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 no. not at scale no not <laughs> and it's and it's the scale it's the real scale that i'm after it is isn't it yeah, yeah. The, the stretch out the blow up <clears throat> exactly yeah. so um yeah I've got some things on the horizon um, that I'm looking forward to. And yeah, um, I'm kind of in this stage with my um, new job where you get the thing that you want and then you're just like thinking about it and you're like, oh wait, like I have to do this. And then um, I had like a pre-meeting with the team to talk through some things. She was like, yeah, you know, um, everyone can think about this, but that's like really, um, it's, it's really something for blah which is like my role title mm. and i was like top secret and i was like that's you but that's, that's me, me. <laughs> amazing and I, it's usually you're just sat there going yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. someone else yeah, can someone else yeah yeah and um, you. you've got the responsibility yeah because whilst i feel like you know like i've i've been a contributor sure it's like nah, in it it's a different it's that senior level shit so i i'm i'm like I'm, I'm taking some deep breaths and I'm trying to I'm trying to foster some self-belief I think in these next couple of weeks so that's been the vibe of that 
and yeah that's kind of what i'm doing what what have you been up to uh well just before me i just want to say from everyone here at quillonging tower <laughs> you absolutely can and will smash it and we know that thank we you we all believe in you the most thank you so, so much it's thanks so much absolutely fine um what have i been doing uh oh god a lot of like yeah it feels like not a lot and a lot yeah um a lot of been on like loads of sort of like day trips nice big walks and stuff like that which has been really nice have like been lucky with like weather wise and like not been rained on loads which like usually i feel like in jan you probably would but um it's been all right um yeah just been you know hanging out i just don't feel like i don't feel like i've done a lot recently i've been to the cinema loads which has been fun Mm -hmm. um seen a bunch of stuff um some of which i'll mention later uh will i maybe nothing particularly queer but um, yeah, a good time. Um, just make it up, make up some storylines, <laughs> weave them through. I'm yeah, sure. So, so you know, you know Macbeth. Yeah. <laughs> turns Look, out, turns out, big gay is Macbeth. <laughs> there has to have been a queering of Macbeth. <laughs> well, not yet, not that I know of. Oh no, surely, yeah, there is one somewhere. Yeah, someone has queered Macbeth. There's a J store article on that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, no. All good, a bit of a nice time. But uh, yeah, what have you been living and longing for? So what are you living and longing what for? What I am living for, and um, you very kindly alluded to it yourself at the beginning of the podcast, I'm living for my new jumper. Um, <laughs> because it's just... Read you like a book. It says it says a lot without having to say anything. It really does. And we all know that I say it best when I say nothing at all. And that's why I have this podcast. So... <laughs> yeah, because what this podcast is, is us saying nothing at all. Nothing. <laughs> nothing so um yeah it's 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 doing bits and um i i actually wore it to my first new job call oh nice i, I feel like that's yeah you're setting the tone there you're saying Look, yeah hi it me yeah because i was like i want to be i want to be casual because i'm just like popping in for this meeting mm. like i'm not i'm not here mm. yet but i'm here mm. um but i wanted to be like i, I I'll, I'll 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 be fun mm. i'll be a good time mm. in this in this group mm we'll have a fun gang you know so that's that was kind of like the vibe that i wanted to give off to people um and someone did compliment it and then everyone else was like it's a nice jumper and i was like okay my work here is done and then i ended the zoom um (laughs) (laughs) drop do any intros but goodbye (laughs) drop see you in a couple weeks drop the mic pull my jumper off swung it around my head and ended the zoom um so yes that is what i am living for and i don't think i've bought a jumper in a long time i've been as thrilled about as this one so there we go interestingly and also very not interestingly Mm. here we are talking about jumpers yeah i recently have been like lucy you do not have enough jumpers (laughs) (laughs) like all i do is wear this here i am wearing this black jumper right i don't have other jumpers really and it's like a bit of a problem when it is winter yeah um and i should think about jumpers more but she Mm. runs hot so find it hard to find a jumper that's not too much well this is good because it's kind of it's it's got something to it but it's not super thick and it's quite baggy so like yeah the air exactly yeah, 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 yeah. the air can get in there yeah which is what i need because i don't want to feel too constrained no exactly that's my main problem with jumpers mm. a lot of them so anyway yeah i do remember <laughs> you I'm had like with. you had like a cable knit one that was very like the one that's really me yeah the, like one that's like like acid wash blue yeah, that was you at uni, that you had <laughs> yeah. at uni, yeah. I, I remember wearing it round here once to do the pod, like, quite, like, a couple of years ago or whatever. Right. And you were like, oh my god, it's that jumper. Here she is. Again. I, that, that jumper to me, you know, like, how just for no reason certain moments in time are really crystallised? Sure. And I have this moment which is really crystallised for me, and it was, like, nothing important really but I just remember once it was years and years and years ago we were at 
um, friend of the podcast Sims house, parents house at the time. And then we were like sitting down, I think to have like a brunch or something. And then you came in, I think we'd already like showered and got ready. And then like you sure. came in and you like walked in. It's when you had like short hair mm. and you had that jumper on and jeans on. And like in my mind, when I see like the avatar of you from like that time, that's what you're always wearing. Jesus Christ. Like in all the situations, like that's, it's that jumper in those jeans, like in, in my mind's so eye. Funny. But don't, do you have that? Like when you sort of like visualize somebody, like sometimes it's like, you know, it's like a specific look. Like when I do that for Sim, I think of like jeans, maybe like a white t-shirt and that like zip up American, American apparel. Maroon, maroon hoodie. hoodie. With, a, with a denim jacket. With a yes, denim jacket. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So you think of the most I like, know what you mean. the archetypal look. Yeah, is, that time. And, and the way... It, it, it's always like in different chunks, like mm. for friends that I've known for a long time. So like you, Sim, Kate, people mm. like that. It's like, there's like different like brackets of life. And I visualize you almost as like, especially you, as like <laughs> <laughs> dis- distinct. What are you saying about me? Distinct like chapter versions yeah. that um, yeah. are quite, are quite, sort of self-contained yeah totally i mean i think the one thing that like a lot of people will say about me who've known me a long time is that i have had distinct chapters of looking particularly different you know many many a rebrand um but yeah like that jumper for me that look for me you you talking about that now i, I get i know exactly what you mean and, yeah. that, and that makes sense that time yeah but like for me like that jumper when i put it it feels like depression oh no <laughs> <laughs> and you know what we're about no depression. We now. yeah, famously, so, famously, famous about no depression. So, um, but you know, it's fine. We all we live, we learn, we grow, um, we move. Um, but yeah, um, and we buy new jumpers. Well, well apparently we don't. So <laughs> I need to get on that because who knows? I'll be back in the depression jumper before I know. It. Um, but Look, wear this. This is the opposite is, of a depression jumper. Absolute opposite of a depression jumper. So they they had one like this. I'm gonna have to put a picture of it on mm, um, on Instagram. But they they have one that is bright green and got pandas on it. If that interests you. Ah, that's so. nice. I don't know if that's quite me though, is it? Mm. So if you're doing the archetype of me now, what mm. do I look like? What's my avatar? Um, twenty twenty two. It's because I know you know. Yeah, it's um, it's big trousers, small top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Anyway, so that was what you were. That was what I was for. living for. Yes. What are you longing for? I'm longing Apart for from to have this conversation going forever. <laughs> there's, there's... At, at the end of this, I will be asking what each of my chunk avatars. Were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we can ring up your sisters and find out what you know they were in childhood and <laughs> yeah. really get the yeah, full yeah, picture. Sure, cool. Um, Thank God. Yes. Um, so I am longing for tomorrow. I'm supposed to be weather permitting going on my first wild swim of the year oh, are you nice. yeah where are you gonna go maybe um it's a place like near todmorden nice um so we're gonna go there and try and throw myself in a body of water <laughs> and speaking of no depression i mean not to um oversimplify but for me that definitely helps like it's totally. you gotta you gotta just throw yourself in that body of water you've got to flap about for a bit and then you've got to like get out and have like 10 flapjacks and that's that's number one so that's what (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) so what a throwback yeah i found my that's number one t-shirt the other day at my parents house i went back to my parents for a quick joint hang on 
I didn't know that you had a t-shirt that well, said that's number one. Now you do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I found it and I was like, do you know what? It'd be quite like fun to wear this again now. Like it's kind of like I could wear yeah, it. It's a it's vintage like, tee. It's a vintage tee now. It's retro as fuck. <laughs> um, but the problem with it is that it's um, it's like this really horrid material. Like that really like sweaty material. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that really sweaty material. It's got this weird kind of slight rounded thicky collar that I don't like. Not collar, but like hem. Um, and it's that horror material and not only if it's that horror material that's dead sway but it's also like that light grey colour which like if you're a person who runs hot like me yeah. you cannot wear no. I don't know why I bought it no <laughs> a mall is not for the sweatier it's not for the the, run, the, run, the running hotters yeah of, of this world but um yeah, uh, that it made me laugh so much to like see that and remember um, a time of my life where that was something that I would purchase. Uh, <laughs> and now here you are, using it as a reference, as a joke even. <laughs> Amazing. Well, um, when when I'm like talking about things, so like sometimes in work I have to do maths and as we all know, math oh, sucks. Yeah. So, um, Speak of other t-shirts. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Well, quite. I, I think I need another one of them. Okay. I think it's time. Wait, why, why, why am I talking about going back to wearing all my depression clothes? This is not a good move. This is not, a good, this is not indicative of a good mental... mental uh, yeah, I think let's... Mod prints, mod prints, mod prints and platforms. Let's appreciate them, but let's leave them where they are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, we can um, appreciate them and lovingly send them on their way. Yeah. And um, yeah, you, you've got more mod prints in your future, so... Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. And in your present, so... Thanks. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yes, um, when I'm doing maths um, at work, um, I'm always like paranoid that I'm gonna like get loads of things wrong, and I'm just like, oh no, like I have to do all of these like numbers, and then I'll just like be like, that's number one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like yeah, if you can like put a pep in your math, then like why not? I like that for you. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank um, you. Please continue to do that. Um, yes. So number one, swimming, jumpers, all the things that flapjacks. I'm living, flapjacks, all the things that I'm living and longing for. How about you? <laughs> well, I mean, that was quite the ride. Mm. Um, well, I'm living for it. I know that you're also living for it. It's very basic and everyone in the world is living for it, but ugh, I couldn't think of anything else. And, mm. uh, it is, it's something, you know, that happens every day and it's a very nice thing, isn't it? We were, oh. <laughs> we were talking about it just before. Yeah. Talking about how satisfying it is to have a little everyday little thing to do. Oh yeah. Yeah. And how... That's kind of a lost art, I would say. Um, and of course, we're talking about the one, the only Wordle, mm. obviously. Now, obviously, you, most, most, if not all of you are going to know what Wordle is. Yeah, and Calzaprees, we are Wordlers. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute word, word, Wordlesters. Wordheads. <laughs> Wordheads. Um. Uh, anyway, <laughs> there's just something, so, so obviously, word, if you don't know, it's a, you know, but like, yeah. it's a word game. You've got to guess a word. It's stunning. Mm. Like, it's so simple. But it's so satisfying. And you only get one a day. Yeah, one a day. And I, for me, that's that. It's that's its main like good element. Yeah, is that it's a thing that each day I can be like, oh my god, get to do a word or well, I think I think that's my brain. I think that's why it's done so well because yeah. it's a sustained activity that people aren't just gonna like overshoot and obsess over yeah if you could just do a bunch of them you'd do it for maybe a couple days uh, if that yeah and you'd be done and like whereas this is like you get to be like oh i want the next one or whatever yeah and Um, it's built up this like international um community and also it does have a queer skew because it was built by a guy for his boyfriend in the first lockdown right yeah well this is what i thought although now i think somehow the algorithm has failed me and i think he actually made it for his girlfriend which is okay well fine but i don't actually know which way it is but let's just say it was for his boyfriend that's what i heard first yeah and 
I want to believe that. And so. we we know that we should always just go with what you hear first. Well, yeah, absolutely, yeah. 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 Don't don't cooperate anything. No, nope. as we've always said. <laughs> <laughs> so. Put that on a t-shirt for 2022. <laughs> so yeah, I'm living for my wordle. Love that strike of midnight feeling. Do you want to so. do you want to share your um, any any sort of starter words with the group? I absolutely do not. Really? <laughs> no, I will. I'm joking. Uh-huh. I don't get, we're, look. We're a community. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. Do, we, don't, we don't gatekeep here. Yeah. <laughs> My Gaslight name. gatekeep girl boss. <laughs> Okay, the, the chair just broke even more than it was broken. Ooh, that was very close <laughs> to the end. The end for me. Yeah. Um, going out going out on a um, little high. I'm so sorry if you just had to listen to that on your headphones. We um, we can only apologize. We can only apologize. But, but look, I'm still alive. I'm still here. And that's what really matters. Yeah. And as compensation, Lucy's going to tell you her top three Wordle starter words. I will. Yeah. I have got three. But the main one I use is alien i use alien as well which i love yeah i love great word well also it makes me think also, of the matrix as well which is nice well exactly full of aliens yeah. the matrix famously <laughs> no but like <laughs> it makes me think of like sci-fi you know <laughs> i mean yes yeah okay they're not aliens but they're in like those those like those like slime pods and that's very oh, alien they're, they're, they're alien adjacent for yeah sure, for sure yeah. um i agree um so i like alien i also like alien because like it's quite fun sometimes to see like what your words are when they're all together and like alien's quite a fun one to have in the mix and it's good one to um get a lot of vowels out of the way yeah. and the vowel placement obviously the vowel placement is the main giveaway yeah yeah um, so i do alien i also like bread Mm. Um, and just today I used a new one which actually I think is going to be quite one that I go for quite often mm. now which was death nice which was good as well yeah it's got T in the most and the, e, like, the EA language. the EA is nice um, sometimes if I'm feeling quite like yeah, go on, what yours? Go on. ethereal Oof. I go for Luna Oof. love that because I just think why not it's your Tuesday too and then um, have you oh yeah you will have heard because it was on our friendship group that there is a loodle yes there is a loodle um, and there was a footballer last name wordle which was fun but then it got t- t- taken down then there's that bird one the birdle one I'm not it's too hard it's too there's hard too many, I don't know any birds and I don't know any birds with like five letter words apart from robin and it raven. can't be robin every time raven. raven and robin yeah that's it yeah. What, what, what else are we supposed to do? Why is a raven like a writing desk? Well, <laughs> that's the question. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and actually there is now the Wordle archive, which means that you can just like do random Wordles, but I absolutely, and this is not my I don't agree with it, but it can be... Oh, oh, my, oh someone's popular today, everybody. It's Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> that's where everybody thinks I'm around to text. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, it's not my I don't agree with it, but it's, you know, my... It's a mini I don't agree with it for this week's uh, little section here. That mm. I don't agree with the the archive of Wordle because I think it t- takes away from from the, the true essence of Wordle, which is uh, doing it once a day and being excited about it. I don't agree with it. Yes, and I'm wholly unsurprised by that opinion, and I agree with it, but I don't <laughs> have the um, same restraint as you as per our usual you dynamic. Are, you are being exactly yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're, you're, you're right, in the same way as how you're right about not having a second season of the Mare of East Town. Yeah, I, I see the whole of the moon when it comes to Wordle. You, you, you see the whole of the moon when it comes to just like knowing what is knowing what is knowing, yeah. knowing, knowing boundaries. Yeah, like knowing, like, like like knowing what is best what, really, yeah. not knowing what is like the fake best. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that is such a compliment. 
yeah it's true but i do i was just gonna say on, the, on, the, on that like on the topic of like you saying that about me don't you think it is it, there is that there's a weird thing that if anyone ever says to you like something like oh you have that opinion that's completely unsurprising or like oh that's so you or whatever mm. As, i don't know if this is the case for everybody but i think it is for most people my instant reaction is always like it's kind of defensive kind of like what do you mean like, yeah because you feel because you don't, you don't, you don't want to be known in, yeah. in, in such an obvious way. In such a way yeah yeah but 2022 as we've said previously is all about knowing ourselves and exposing ourselves and showing ourselves, and showing ourselves. Yeah. so i think it's fine okay. but no I, no no my instant thought was Bleh! and then it was like no, that's quite nice actually isn't it yeah, because that, that is definitely a compliment because it's something that I wish to be and I don't think that I will ever fully get. Like, it's something that in the front of my mind I can say, yeah, I know that. But my lizard brain is like, yeah, but I could play six hours of Wordle though. And it's very difficult for me to show that restraint. Mm. Um, mm. But I know what's best for me. Mm-hmm. And yet, and yet, yet and, and yet. yet. So yes, Wordle, absolutely stunning living for. How about longing? Is it just longing to midnight so yes, you can do Wordle again? Midnight, yeah. So. <laughs> my longing for every single day is midnight. <laughs> That's actually not far off the truth. <laughs> Well, look, if you can be... it gets midnight, I'm like, bam! If you can be actively longing for something every 24 hours, then you're not doing so bad. Do you know what? That's living, isn't it? And that's number one. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, well, it's going to be that. It's going to be midnight. But it was also going to be this gig I'm going to tomorrow. But actually... Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Do you know what what I'm going to be longing for at that gig? When it gets to about 11 o'clock, it's about to finish. I'm going to be like, guys, (laughs) fucking an hour till midnight. (laughs) Let's get a pint and then make it to midnight. Just all, all three of you just silently yeah. wordling in the pub. <laughs> I truly believe that might be the case. Yeah. I don't actually know if they're wordless, so we need to find this out. I would be really surprised if you have many close friends that aren't wordless. <laughs> Again, here you are, supposing me. <laughs> but it's like, you you think you know someone and then you find out they're not a wordler yeah. and it's like, ooh. It's like, okay, right. Okay. Just take a little step back. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Fine, maybe they just haven't heard of it. Yeah. But also... What's going on there? <laughs> <laughs> Open your eyes. Open your yeah, eyes. Yeah, and I feel like it, it's transcended Twitter now as well. Oh, totally. So yeah. it, it's it's become it's become bigger than than itself. But um, my my sort of another I don't agree with it. Light to do with Wordle. Well, I was going to have one as well. Is it being is bought it, out? It, obviously, it being bought out. Yeah, um, and the fact that they've said it's going to be free initially. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that it absolutely is going to be behind a paywall within six to one hour <laughs> no it will be free for six months maybe a year maybe if we're lucky um and then it absolutely will be behind a paywall so r.i.p wordle um but you know i agree with um mr wordle get his paper fine yeah sure fair enough yeah you got a million dollars right for wordle. something like that yeah yeah fucking have it mate yeah. absolutely we're, obviously we're all selling wordle for a million dollars but yeah. like yeah it is sad obviously that it's gonna be behind the paywall but well, life is life, and, and you know we don't agree with it. And as I've said before on this this uh, this show, my main I don't agree with it is capitalism. So mm, it's just mm, it coming mm, back around, mm. isn't it? So and as Natalie as Natalie Brilia once said, "Flames to dust, mm. lovers to friends. Mm. Why must all good things come to an end?" Mm. Yeah, nothing's, capitalism. Nothing's right. I'm torn. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So we 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 really hit the main sort of pillars of what we wanted to get through today i would say and you yeah, so good night uh, <laughs> it's only uh i can't do the math two and a half hours to midnight great so. we'll just we'll sit here in silence till then Absolutely. um thinking of our first word 
so okay we've we've lived we've longed um we've talked about what we've been up to but actually one thing that we both um we both did was we went to the Derek Jarman exhibition didn't we and I went to that quite a long time ago now but you went to it more recently so you're probably like a couple days ago yeah you probably refresh my, my memory um better than me but I thought it was fantastic and did you go to the, so um I am obsessed with going to that artist retreat in Folkestone must go there where he lived oh prospect cottage yeah yeah i absolutely have to go yeah, yeah. i was gonna say have you been no i've never been but i would love to go yeah, yeah. i think it's beautiful i would love to yeah. go yeah 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 so that's a thing that needs to happen hopefully okay. this year well do you know what we still haven't done what we could probably do a combo trip of yep prospect cottage yep cottage lobster <sighs> oh, just, cottage lobster, just prospect stab myself in the face <laughs> <laughs> in anticipation ow <laughs> <laughs> it's too much it's too much um, Imagine that little jaunt round there, followed with a cluttered lobster and a and a glass of champagne. Oh, yeah, and very close, very close to Whitstable as well. Well, exactly. Um, so many bits to do. What more could you want? Yeah, no, I agree. Though the exhibition is really good. It's really, really well put on. Like I, I wasn't expecting. Like sometimes, like exhibition specific, you know, exhibitions of an artist. I'm like. Go, I always go in with quite like low expectations mm. of like how impactful or like um, well it will be curated because you never fucking know, do you? But yeah. um, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was really, really well done. Um, very lots of lots of good pieces, and uh, by the end, I was like classically a bit upset and angry. Um, yeah, which I usually am when yeah. I interact with anything that's got anything to do with AIDS crisis or yeah. anything like that, um, and any sort of protest yeah um, it, it was art, so. it was very moving it made yeah. yeah made me yeah exactly that that mixture of sort of sad galvanized angry all of those things totally. did you go into that blue room yeah. that was in the exhibition so the exhibition is called protest and it's on at manchester art gallery and it's on until um the 10th of april so if you live in manchester or you can get to manchester i would highly recommend it you it's free you can just book a slot which is amazing you don't, have to, you don't have to do that anymore you can just go in oh great yeah. okay um and you can like make a donation if you can and all of those things and it just really it's like a retrospective exhibition of his um of his career and it also talks about his activism but also his own personal um his own personal experience of getting aids and dying and so there are some really that that blue room features um sound clips from recordings that he made of himself while he was in the hospital and i was just sort of rooted to that spot and stayed there for a really long time it felt like disrespectful and weird to leave that scenario um so that that was quite that was really quite moving and then the film at the end where he's talking through an exhibition and um he talks about you know some of the political context at the time i think the clip was from the 80s so it was particularly um a snapshot in time where um all of these issues are concerned so i'm sure that you know if you listen to this podcast and you like the things that we talk about you'll definitely get something out of that exhibition so please do go and um research derek jarman and um join us in folkestone because we know we've we've got a vacation booked yeah absolutely yeah come come look at some uh beautiful flowers in the garden and um then get a lobster mm. if you want if you want one you don't have to 
but well, we will be certainly yeah. having a lobster. Absolutely. So yeah, that is um, a thing that we have done. What else have you been um, consuming? I know there is a couple of joint consumables because we have come to the end of the road, rightly or wrongly, when now it... <laughs> Don't get us taken down for copyright. <laughs> I think that's such an unlikeness that we'll be fine. <laughs> um, do you? Does that bring back memories of when you went to? Um, did, you, did you see them in Las Vegas? Yes, yeah, boys men in Vegas. I have such a good, good memory of your life. Yeah. Well done, me. Oh, yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> like my own little diary. Yes, it does bring back seeing them in Vegas and when they play. Um, I'll make love to you. They like ask all like the women to like come up front. And they like give out roses. Oh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> And my ex got one and it was uh, her birthday. She was, she was stunned. Um, yeah, very, very funny. Um, yes, it does. But anyway, we what have we come to the end of the road where we should just talk about? Let's, let's get it done because everyone's waiting for it because obviously we're, we've been the hottest podcast on this topic. So. Yeah, we, we've really been hot, hot off the presses giving all of our hot takes on and just like that. And just like that, it is the end of 10 episodes. And I remember when it... Oh, that's wild to me. Yeah, when it first came out and they were like, yeah, so the last episode's going to be like in the beginning of February. And I was like, February? That's not even like a thing. Like that's so far away that's going to be absolutely ages yeah. and I was thinking god like it's just going to drop one a week that's going to take forever but here we are and it's it's finished and wow what what an experience <laughs> it's been a real slice it has been a real slice and um, thank you Meg mm-hmm. and um what I will say is when I was interrupted about five minutes ago with that text it was um, from a friend of mine who I have the, probably the most comms with her other than you about and just like that. Sure. And she um, messaged me in all caps saying, why is Che singing? Have you seen this? Oh, wow. So um, that is a very good um, live reaction to that moment, which did send me over like absolutely. Well, not over, under. Yeah, if I'm being honest, under over Pepsi Cola, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we we yeah we were gone. So okay, let's then let's 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 focus our efforts. Okay, because uh, yeah, you know we're really good at that. Really good at that, and just sort of zoning in, zoning in on one topic, the key issues at hand. Yeah. Um. We need to talk about Che Diaz. We really do. Just as as it went on and their character continued to be um, hanging about, as it were, I just I, like I really and I think this is it's it's a it's a, it's a disappointing, but just a completely insufferable character in my opinion. Just and that's really annoying because like here's this big queer character come along going to like do the queer bits of the show, be like somebody exciting for Miranda and stuff. And I just find them so insufferable. But to be honest, I find Miranda insufferable as well. So maybe they're made for each other. Maybe they are. Mm. And I just found the whole trajectory of their relationship completely demented. So... (sighs) Yes! Oh my God. So at the end of episode... So there were... There were... Was it episode eight where Miranda like leaves... Um, Steve or whatever no or eight or seven yeah and like she like she's like there's this there's a moment where her and Shay are like 
Because there's, there's the moment where, where Miranda, which we talked about on the previous podcast, is like, oh, I'm in love with, I think I'm in love with you after they like do their second chat. Yeah, yeah. And we were like, la, 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 that's perfect, like queer, like, well, yeah. good job, good job. Yeah. And, and and you're kind of led to believe that like, Che's like not going to go along with yeah. it. Like Che's going to come, have to come down on Miranda and be like, look, mate, yeah. sorry, like, this is not how it is for me. You're led to believe that, you know, Miranda has these very sort of um, traditional and heteronormative ideas and ideals Mm. of what a relationship should be. Mm. And that actually that would cause some conflict for them down the line. And you might see Miranda kind of um, fall headfirst into something that she believes is love. And yes, it could be love, but actually when, you know, you're a grown woman with certain experiences and, wants and desires how does that marry up into your real life yeah. and who you want to be beyond your sexuality mm. um it's about you know what what kind of life do you want to lead what kind of relationship dynamics do you want and all of those things that are sort of tied up with but in a sense um you know sort of separate to sexuality and um i i think it would have been more interesting and it was leading us down this path where it was setting up that conflict. Yes, it really was. And it did this 180 that was so strange. And actually, like, what what's, what has anybody learned? What's the message? How are we as an audience supposed to feel? Because that's not clear. You see Miranda, who is previously, you know, she can she's she's been a bit kooky, you know, over the over the series, but she has lost her mind. She's lost her mind. And that has nothing to do with, you know. Her discovering her sexuality quite the opposite yes. but it's it's the the sort of more offensive thing of this to me is that like they've they've tried to mesh those two things together that like you can you can discover your sexuality and another side of yourself without completely changing your whole emotional bandwidth so that you just become this person who is like not okay like not okay and and it was it was really it was really weird and like when you have the bit where Miranda is f- going off to the airport to go and surprise Shay at their gig, I thought what's going to happen is she's going to go, they're going to show that, and Shay's going to be like, "This is my professional space. Like we didn't we didn't talk about this. Exactly. Like da 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 da. Like this is going too fast. You know, I thought that you were in an open relationship. This is not the dynamic that I." signed up for necessarily and they alluded to that for literally two minutes where Miranda did that thing of going around with the donuts or the cookies or something do you remember that yeah yeah yeah. and then Che was like oh you're not supposed to be here and she was like oh is anyone else here and she's like and then and then and then Che was like no and actually you're the only one that I'm dating right now no she says you're the you're the only person I'm sleeping with right now yeah and then and then Miranda literally like melts like she's like yeah it's, it's weird because yeah you have you have Miranda turn up at Shay's and be like, oh, I'm trying to do a big surprise thing. And then Shay being like, oh no, like there's no one here, but I'm here and I'm trying to like have my own space, etc. Yeah. And Miranda like freaks the fuck out, like runs <laughs> off, which is just like so fucking weird and awkward. Yeah. And then Shay like follows them to be like, no, like, look, listen, listen, listen to me. And then be like, stop like putting us in these like confines of like a heterosexual yeah. thing, blah, blah, blah. And you but, think, then, but then it does think, it. And then, yes, exactly. And then you think, oh, okay, here we go. But then just fucking does it anyway. Yeah, and then... Then does it. And then there's this whole story about how Miranda is trying to pursue this certain career, which was allowed for this um, other character and her sort of mentor to come into the story. And then that just kind of goes nowhere. And then she just like goes to 
LA in a way and and that's communicated to her by Shay through song yes which is heinous and not only heinous but like you know if you're in a relationship with somebody whatever that relationship might look like you know surely a heads up before you throw a party to announce that you like girls from the east coast and the west coast or whatever it was across across the country yeah and then and then on top of that miranda is gaslit into believing that is a normal way to tell somebody that you're gonna go and fly off to a different state for however long and then is like and then and then is on top of that is like oh i you maybe you should have told me and then to to like turn it on its head che is like oh yeah but the thing is the other thing i actually wanted to say is like i want you to come with me yeah and then therefore so miranda just like fucking melts again and yeah it's like, oh okay and yeah it's like, what? She, she has lost all integrity yeah and it's infuriating she's she's been her character has been reduced to like this puppet on a string and it's unclear whether you're supposed to feel happy for Miranda because she is finally following her heart with reckless abandon which is something that she's always struggled with throughout Mm. all of the main series and movies and everything else or are you meant to feel quite concerned for her because she seems to be putting her like initial desires and things that she's put a lot of time and effort into in the same way that Che has probably put time and effort into their career. You know, Miranda's been studying and, you know, going through the ranks of her career for, for decades. So it's like, well, who who wins here? And part of me thinks, would Che stay and support Miranda in the same way? And I think the answer is absolutely no. not. Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe that's okay. Like maybe in relationships, there are different dynamics like that. Like not everything can be exactly equal and i i appreciate that but yeah it's it's a lot of it is just it's not it's the in my opinion the writing doesn't really do a great job of steering the audience through these plot lines and moments in a way that is clear enough for the kind of show that it purports to be. I totally agree. And I think as well, another problem with that is, so they've got all these characters who, yes, they've changed and it's been decades and stuff, but like, you want to have something to hold on to and something that you know to be true because that's part of the richness. Like that's kind of like the point of this coming back in a sense that you have all of that to sort of fall back on that foundational information. But instead we see sort of Miranda kind of lose her mind, Charlotte lose her mind and actually probably the person who seems to have sort of grown up the most is Carrie. Yeah. Um, shocking. Which is shocking because out of all of them, she was always the most emotionally immature one um with a lot to kind of a lot to learn and a lot of sort of narcissism and um she seems to be somebody who you know in spite of all of her privileges privileges and the trappings of her life that she's had and you know that huge bright white flat that she has for two minutes and then sells it again and you know a a few things like that because you know carrie is carrie and she will eat the cup of noodles in the versace dress and all of that but in terms of how she kind of takes on the issues around like the sort of administrative issues of dealing with big's death and um how she makes friends how she's called out for being wrong and how she responds to that when she has that issue with Seema um how she communicates with her friends all of those things I think we can see like a marked difference in her um 
But the real, yeah, the real sort of disappointing through line of this really has to be Miranda and Che. Massively. Which is a big disappointment because I know, you know, Cynthia Nixon was um, heavily involved in this as as a producer. And I think, I believe that one of the conditions of them coming back to the show was that Miranda would have a queer storyline. And I just think that it's just kind of like got lost in this sort of quagmire. I think that they've that they've been too in their head. There's probably too many writers. And that, that comes through in the final product. It feels really chaotic. It doesn't feel focused. And there's literally 8 million characters and none of them are really that well developed, which then detracts from the richness of the main characters and their storylines. So no one's winning. Um, And that's the problem Mm -hmm. for me. Definitely. No, yeah, you summed it up perfectly. I think we've said all throughout, like, oh, maybe maybe we'll get, like, something a bit better in the queer, like, storyline. Maybe it will come to, like, be a bit more kind of truthful and, like actually tell us something but in the end it's just like what is this i don't understand and it's just like i don't know i don't know i'm not i'm not i'm not here for it basically yeah and um what do you think there's going to be more well i would have thought that it i would have thought that it would have been renewed by now well that's that's what i was thinking publicly and i guess the issue is with this so that's that's an alarm bell the other issue though is that it did extremely well in st- in terms of figures, but its um, critical reviews have been dire. Yeah. So, from a brand prote- protection point of view, would HBO recommission this, or would they think, "Oh yeah, we will actually," because you know the numbers are the numbers. I don't know the answer to that, yeah. but you know, if we compare it to Euphoria season two, which is only in its fourth episode, that got recommissioned publicly today for a third series. And so, you know, after the end of episode 10 and the end of the series, there's been no word of a recommission, you wonder. But, you know, it could be to do with, um, you know, what people are being offered for, you know, financial negotiations. But yeah I don't know I mean I just feel like what else is there to tell when they've told this in the way that they've told it exactly they basically told us nothing really yeah Um, and the fact that my favorite bit of the whole thing was when Carrie goes back to Paris to spread the ashes on the bridge because that was a moment despite the fruit salad dress which was iconic um and yeah, despite the sort of ridiculousness of that scene, um, it felt completely sex in the city and it felt like true. it felt true to Miranda's character. And I know obviously everything's been sort of blighted by the Chris Noth allegations and everything, but looking at, you know, the character and trajectory of Carrie and Big, that felt like the most sort of honest and poignant and um yeah and I think you know Carrie Carrie's story of going through all of those stages of grief um finding that like nice guy that she tries dating but it just doesn't like quite have that spark 
I think, you know, people experience, people experience that and that's like quite a true thing. And then the sort of unexpected person who enters her life at the very end, who's sort of like been there all along, but where have they been? I think, you know, that's, that's, that's how life can often go. And I, I thought, you know, that, that does feel real to me mm-hmm. and that felt that felt like it like moved me in the only way that yeah. that showed no, it i agree i agree um i think you're absolutely right um yeah the only other thing i would like to say on on the mat on, on the show is that infuriating that they kept saying that the show they were doing was a podcast when it had live live call-ins um it was it's a radio show <laughs> it's not a podcast like that you can make that radio show then into a podcast but that's not what a podcast is like her doing a live show where she's like having call-ins and has to like speak live that's not a podcast i think that is a podcast i don't think it is i think that can be a podcast because if it's not being recorded and going out live on the radio then to me that's not radio that's like um just i think it was Oh, well, if it's going yeah. out, if it's going out live on radio yeah. then then yeah, yeah then they can just make it into a podcast afterwards but um there's a couple of other like advice shows that I listen to that have callers but they're never yeah, a radio I mean, I show know you, I mean, you can have callers obviously yeah but, you've heard that but... you've heard that <laughs> I've heard of telephones yeah that podcast convention from last year yeah I remember yeah <laughs> a little summit um but yeah anyway I just it's nitpicky or whatever. Oh, I just, I do have to say that the, I said to you earlier that there was a moment when I watched the last episode or, or the one before the last episode that mm. just made me like audibly make one of the most horrendous sounds I've ever made. Um, and that moment was at the wedding of, oh, the like surprise wedding that's, what's his name? I don't know. Jackie. Yeah. Jackie and, and, and whatever his girlfriend is called. Yeah. And they like get surprise married at this party mm. and the person who's marrying them goes, now you can kiss the bride or whatever will get the most likes on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And I went, I think I made a noise akin to, ah! Yeah. Because <laughs> I just, oh! I hate, I did, it made my stomach turn. I yeah. I hate that shit. So They've, much, they, they have been very sort of self-consciously cringe. Yeah. Throughout oh, the whole the thing. Bit, the bit where they're queuing to go into a club, um... Uh, her and Seema yeah Um, and then uh, they're like I can't believe uh, uh, like we're in a a queue and Carrie goes like yeah the last time I queued like this was for my vaccine oh please leave us alone let us live yeah why why like why is that information interesting like at at this at this juncture Mm -hmm. like that that wouldn't be that that wouldn't be an interesting thing to say in just like normal life. Like if we went to a club and I was like, I'm not cute like this. Yeah. You'd, you'd be like, okay, like, like cool. Yeah. Like <laughs> nice one, pal. I know. Yeah, no. So anyway, I guess that's that on. And, and just, just like, like that. that. Um, but yeah, it's, it has been a real ride. Um, and you know, I, I have enjoyed talking about it and I think there's been a lot to talk about, um, but it has ultimately failed us as a community. Yeah. I mean, I had quite low expectations of oh, it, totally. you know, given, given the films, mm. um, and given no Samantha, mm. but I, I have to give props to Seema that like Seema, yeah. I think out of all of the sort of new characters, yeah. I felt that she was probably the best addition and the most sort of one that made herself known. Um, Exposed herself. Yeah, yeah. In a way where you could be like, okay, here's a situation with Seema. I can predict like what kind of thing she'll do and how she'd react. Totally. Whereas with the rest of them, 
God knows. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They were all over the place. Yeah, Che would be doing another show tune and the whole thing would be off. Um, so that is that on Just Like That. And on to another um, HBO slash Now TV um, classic. And... We're calling it a classic? <laughs> soon, soon to be. It's classic in my mind. Is it? Okay, yeah, yeah. I'd say it's a... Um, not a classic, like a... Um, Oh, what's the word? It's not a classic, but it's like a, it's like a, it's it's a it's a big hit. Yeah, it's a big hit. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's a it's a whatever. <laughs> Let's get on with it. Anyway, it's 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 Euphoria oh, season yeah. two. Um, we've just touched on it before in um our absolute um takedown of and just like that. So um, Euphoria were four episodes in halfway, halfway through the whole experience. What? is your sort of overall takeaway what's your overall sort of feeling from the series so far i Mm. mean you don't need to be too specific Mm. in this but kind of where are we with Mm. euphoria sure 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 um so uh as when it began so I did a first season rewatch just and went straight then straight to season two. So sensible, I was very, very sensible. Euphoric, as yeah. I, as I as I entered the season, yeah. And initially was like, yeah, here we are, back again, banging. Here they all are. Yeah, they've amplified some of the characters more. They've like brought some of them out. They've they've sort of like gonna do a bit more here, gonna do a bit more there. Blah blah blah. Love that. Um, uh, but then as it's gone on, um, I've got to like see specifically episode four. I was like, what is this, what is it doing now? Because plot-wise, specifically like episode four, was kind of very like non mm. for most, it was like a music video for mm. about 40 minutes mm. and about 10 to 15 minutes of like actual plot progression mm. with Cal's character. Yeah. Um, which I thought was done brilliantly and we'll get on to that. Yeah. Um, but uh I'm sort of like, oh, but but then I do, I, I've read a lot around it and stuff, and obviously Twitter is alive with the sound of euphoria, euphoria memes. Um, so, like, I think that there's this element of it kind of building up to this, what I hope was going to be some sort of, like, big climax, because I think that it is trying to display this sort of, like, miss, like, everything's going a bit tits up and everything's a bit sort of, like, messy and stuff like that, because their lives are also messy and things like that but if that is that reading is that giving it too much credit is it just badly written and poorly edited who knows yeah um, and that's what i worry about that it's kind of lost not lost itself in a sense at all because i, I but i do worry that slightly the sort of plot and character progression is slightly taking the backdrop to the aesthetic which is a bit of a worry like it's become too self-conscious of what yeah. of, of of it's it's, it's got to give you the euphoria effect which yeah. is like pounding music incredible vocal vocal incredible like like vistas incredible like eye makeup eye makeup yeah incredible like outfits mm, like tiny bags drops, tiny bags tiny waists etc <laughs> you know but like it, you know really through these four episodes how much has really sort of like occurred and what's really happening to all our characters apart from cal good bits going on there great for cal Good, um, Cassie like has obviously become a huge like character mm. and there's a lot going on that's been like, like amazing and obviously Sydney Sweeney has been like banging in this mm. but really like character wise what really is actually happening there apart from like a constant thing where she is just 
absolutely falling apart yeah um so and where's that gonna go yeah and where how's that gonna end for her it's kind of in like stasis totally. at, at the yeah. moment yeah. um but it's only four episodes so i don't know but yeah what, what my main my main takeaway is that i'm, I'm letting i'm letting it sit and i'm gonna see yeah um, yeah but i still love i still love it still love to be watching it yeah still i enjoy, I enjoy it. it and look yeah. forward to it every week yeah. but i totally agree with you you know where is this going or is it just more that we're sort of roaming around in this aesthetic and experience that is euphoria and you know maybe we are Mm. and like maybe that that has its place but I think I think it could be more than that and I think it would would be better for it if it were um I do it doesn't really help with um kind of plot movement that much but I have enjoyed the mini films the mini films yes oh, yeah 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 yeah. so very good. we had absolute beloved character to open episode one with the fez the fez film the fez origin story absolutely love fez love fez and i really loved that film it was great yeah, yeah. and i loved um fez's like pseudo mom she yeah. was iconic yeah. and um then there was obviously the cal mini film with um his backstory as well which i thought was well done and um really then the sort of sentimentality and nostalgia of that as we link back up with the last sort of 10-15 minutes of the episode where he goes back to the time that he felt most alive 25 years ago at that gay bar um and it's like how people in his personal life don't know him and fear him and the people that he wants to relate to and be like don't know him or fear him and like too much time has passed and he could never let himself be known or loved or not feared by the right people at the right time yes and he is a true sort of tragic figure yeah, but like interesting, and, and this will link to the article that you linked me up with, um, which I think is written really well, which we'll we'll put in the show notes. But in that, yes, he's a true tragic figure, um, and it's you know heartbreaking in a sense. But in his inability to truly like live as himself, he has made the wrong decisions. Yeah, and he has he is an objectively bad person. He has done yeah. bad things. Yeah, and yeah. He, he isn't somebody who has who has had this tragic life and it's really sad because he's had just this sad life where he's sort of plodded along or whatever. No. He has actively done bad yeah, things. Yeah, he's, he's he turned his hurt into like sustained acts of malevolence yes. over decades. Yeah. And, you know, are you... It, I, I suppose it asks that bigger question and maybe, yeah, maybe it's an overanalysis, but it's kind of like, where's the line between the traumas that we might experience and then who we are as people post post those experiences and like you know how much can be how much can be forgiven how much can be explained away and how much can be undone and I think it sort of alludes to the sad truth in Cal's case that you know sometimes people are just too far gone he's lived as this Cal for much longer than he lived as that five minutes where he was truly himself. Yeah. So therefore, you know, he's just never going to be able to unpick all of those things because he, the rot has set in. He is this person. And I think it's, you know, that real 
kind of realization and hopelessness when you see him um shut out of the bar and then obviously when he comes home and he delivers that whole sort of soliloquy to his family that you see that and I thought that that was the most engaging and thought-provoking moment in the series so far absolutely that that soliloquy which is a really good way to put it is like very well written and like really moving and like the bit where he's like I do all this thing, all these things, and I'm fucking horrible. Yeah. But my biggest regret is you, my son. Yeah, like oh, like right to the heart, amazing, like stuff, and like because Nate is like a bad person as well. And, yeah, like you know, but he is a kid, mm. like in a sense, mm. like and it's like having your parents say that like you're my biggest regret. Yeah, it's just oh, yeah, it was very very hard hitting. I thought that was really really good, but it was odd because that was just spliced into this episode where the, everything else was going on. Everyone else was just all this like grandiose big scene like big music moving kind of like all visuals and stuff and then you had it bookended by this really tender beginning OG story with like a queer love and then this sort of like absolute moment of destruction self-destruction bit and it just it didn't I don't know if the edit was off but yeah yeah, it just didn't quite work so I'm just I'm holding holding a bit of judgment for for the rest and see what's gonna happen but still really enjoying it obviously um but yeah I do I do think that also some of the characters stories have been kind of set up a bit but then just completely dropped dropped. so you've got like um so you've got like cat and like cat had quite like a bigger part in season one Mm. Um, and then she's kind of she's there she's got this boyfriend she's not sure about and stuff she's not quite fulfilled but they're not really doing anything with that yeah and it doesn't show them like not enjoying their relationship that much or she'll just mention it to her friends yeah she'll be like oh i'm I'm still not enjoying that by the way and it's like okay okay so it's kind of like oh i don't know like it's not quite yeah yeah it needs to be you know she dumps him and then goes and does like some other things and we see where that character goes or she doesn't and she has to live with you know whatever but we need to see it to believe it and that's that's you're exactly right like it's it's possibly gone style over substance in general but then it has these pockets where we focus in on one particular character like Cal, where the writing can really shine through because there's obviously great writers on it because you couldn't write that soliloquy without, without, without that. But, and if you think about like some of the most um, impressive moments of euphoria over the past, like since it's existed. So like Sam Levinson obviously can write a fucking dialogue, right? He can write dialogue you only have to look at that Christmas special episode, the particularly the one with Rue and her, you know, mentor guy, who I can never remember the name of. Ali? It's Ali. I think it's Ali. Is it Ali? Yeah. I can never remember his name because I'm because I do remember that when we did when we did an episode where we recap that I called him Martin and I don't know why. Martin. Yeah. And you went yeah yeah. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about to share again. Have we just anyway. been, have we just been talking about your dad? Well, I said oh yeah he's got the same name as my dad, but like he doesn't. <laughs> Is he called Ali Martin? I don't know. But anyway, you only have to look at that episode, which is literally a com like an hour long conversation between two people in one in one spot. Love how I'm following you over a cliff with Martin. I'm going, yeah, 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 Martin, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, you need anyway. You only have to look at that to know that like Sam Levinson and, and the other writers, whoever. I mean, it's it's mainly credited to him. Can fucking write dialogue that hits. Because that is such an effective episode of television, and that's just a conversation. So you, when you get these moments of like soliloquy or like big dialogue moments, they work really well. Mm. But then also the whole thing about Euphoria is this like big aesthetic, like 
fever dreamy kind of thing yeah which is really good as well but it's kind of like tipped over too much to that and there's not enough of the dialogue anymore i don't think so but we'll see you know we've still got four reps um but yeah i just felt it a bit like you know there hasn't hasn't been a carnival episode that's what i'm saying i was just gonna say <laughs> are we gonna have a ship in a bottle episode because so. that's what we need yeah it is we need a ship in a bottle episode because as well that that would serve to sort a lot of these things out because it would get all of the characters in one place and it would and just it make no room for to too much maneuver so the friction would just sort of build and then some stuff would have to happen yeah, yeah. Which, maybe the next episode is it yeah mm. cuz i think we're going to have an episode where oklahoma is shown the play yes yeah <laughs> which is going to be something else it should be yeah that could be your ship in a bottle it could be around that night kind of thing. But do you remember when we watched the four standalone mini film episodes of the Gilmore Girls mm-hmm. and they did the play within a play mm-hmm. and we hated it. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of play within a play. Neither so am I. So we'll see if they manage to pull that If it's off. high school musical, absolutely. Oh, Anything else, I'm, str- I'm struggling. Yeah. I'm okay. struggling. Well, well, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, um, yeah. You have similar opinions, same similar takeaways as it stands or... How are you feeling as we're halfway through? Well, one thing that I wanted to throw back to you is um, I wondered how how are you feeling and what is your reaction to... And again, it's difficult because I always think, you know, what 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 are the writers trying to tell us here? What are they trying to communicate with, mm. with this? You know, I think there's a distinction between what they're trying to communicate and how we're supposed to feel. But sometimes it is confusing how you're supposed to feel. Um, what? And <laughs> yeah, heard it here first. But what what I'm wondering is, what what are you feeling about the relationship between Rue and Jules? Sure. I'm quite confused about that at the moment yeah. because, you know, it's neither one thing or another. And in series one, we had this kind of, we had this kind of like toxic first love paradigm where it was like, you know, Rue was really bad for Jules. Jules was in love with Rue. All Rue wanted was Jules, but the only thing she wanted more was drugs and that sort of push and pull. But like the intensity that they felt for each other was always there throughout. And it was there in episode one, as soon as Rue claps eyes on Jules and Jules sees Rue, that's it. Like game over, it's back on. We're into series two. But then it really seems to be well and it is cooled off between them massively and i know they've got this introduction of of this of this third character who's sort of part of their relationship in a sense now and that's throwing up like a lot of different questions for them and i think that that's interesting and i'm not saying not to do that but i think that what's missing is the intensity and the need between those two characters whether you know, I know that obviously it's showing the sort of sexual side is not where like Jules especially wants it to be because of like Rue's uh, dependency on drugs and how that's sort of feeding into things. And, you know, that's that's fine. And that's like an interesting side of things to show. But what I think is really lacking is this. It doesn't really matter about the, the sexual need necessarily, but the emotional need that exists between the two of them, no matter what's going on, no matter how sort of strung out Rue is, that's always there. Yeah. And that's what keeps you so invested in really, you know, what was set up to be the two main characters. And I just feel like that's really 
been diluted and I don't think it's because of the third character because I think you could still have all of that with a third character in the yeah, relationship yeah, yeah. I don't think it's because of the drugs because the drugs was always there mm. so what what is it and is that supposed to be like that and if so why yeah well I, I, I've been thinking this because I totally agree that it does feel um like uh, diluted is a really good word because like in the first season it's so about like them and like how they're gonna be are they gonna be together mm. and like how are they gonna make that work how yeah they work and they're obsessed with each other in you know their own ways and stuff um and then yeah you've got this series begins and it's kind of like oh yeah like finally good they're like oh yeah i want to be with you i want to be with you and then very quickly it like loses that sort of sparkiness to it and you don't understand this like you start to be like kind of over it like why why that why do we want to root for them and i don't know if it is supposed to be that like it's supposed to be depicting that because rue is so dependent on drugs she has lost the ability to be at all like care about anything yeah else maybe anymore. it's a good thing it and stops think, glamorizing yeah. it like in a sense and maybe that is what it's supposed to be sort of showing but i do agree that it doesn't quite like with um uh you know like with and just like that it's not quite showing us it clearly enough mm. like what's going on it doesn't um, hit with your emotional investment you don't know no, where to funnel those yeah. feelings like i'm like do i do care? i care that if they're gonna be together or, or do i want like jules and elliot to shine yeah because like, yeah. like that that's like i think i do yeah because like that's what i was thinking last week and i was like oh you were never supposed to think this in series one yeah. if anything were to come between them that would be catastrophic yeah. but now it's kind of like okay yeah. yeah. And Elliot's nice yeah. guy. Why yeah. not? <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, so that is, I do, I do think that's true. And I think um, a lot of people have been saying, like, what's going on with Rue and Jules? And I think maybe that's, like, their, their attempt to, like, elevate some of the other characters as well has been at the detriment of that main through line through line which yeah. yeah, which is um, fine, but you just need to keep everything level. And they've not quite done that. Yeah. So we'll, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. And that's what I'm saying. I'm kind of holding holding, holding back till the end and then we'll revisit. Yeah, see. I think now is a good time to kind of check in. Yeah. We'll come back to it at the end. Yeah. We'll do a wash up. We will, yeah. We'll see how we feel. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously we've mentioned that one of the, um, the key components of the success of Euphoria is its soundtrack. Um, I'm sure that most people are shazamming their way through that entire experience. <laughs> do people actually shazam? I do. Okay, cool. But I'm 32, so... Well, yeah. I'm 31, so I don't. Yeah. <laughs> that's the difference between me and you. Six months. Um. <laughs> Give a couple months we should be all over the shop. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> so, as a surprise to no one, it's track of the week. Yeah, yeah hi. Yeah. <laughs> so, Lucy, what is your track of the week this week? As my track of the week comes from... Comes from so, I went to... Um, have you ever been to... Yes, you have, because we went there together to the Chapel Town Picture House. We went and saw... Um, yes. The nowhere in yeah um, yeah so i went to a screening of a like like an album launch video movie kind of thing like like think think your lemonades okay um, oh yeah but yeah for um ele- dark electronic band boy harsher um yeah so <laughs> stop it <laughs> sorry <laughs> well, well, anyway um and they released this like film called The Runner, which was like a bit of like a horror film. It just follows this like woman who's like on the run from like a motel room. She's a bit like covered in blood and stuff. And they kind of like, what's sort of going on? Don't really know. Mm. And it's just got like some of their tracks over it and them playing and stuff. Okay. And it was like, you know, fine and good and like not, not amazing, but it was like fun, fun watch, 40 minutes. Um, interesting thing to see, a different way to like, I do like when, you know, 
like musical artists do like other like cross promotional media and stuff I think it's quite fun to see like what people want to do with that but anyway the best thing about this film um and watching it was at the end like with the credits was one of the songs off the new album which is called um autonomy and it feats uh so it's boy harsher but it feats cooper b handy who is from a band called lucy oh, oh. Nice. um and it's just it's just an, like so most of the song throughout the the album and the film are quite like dark and kind of like melancholic and stuff. And this one's just an absolute bop. <laughs> so it like came on. I was like, oh my God, like, this, is a, <laughs> this is a bop. I was like, I love this one. I haven't been able to start listening to it. It's dead catchy. Really fun. Um, and yeah, and that is my track of the week. Nice. And what is yours? Very cool. Um, <laughs> um, mine um, is by someone called Pink Panthress. Ooh. Um, and it's called Just a Waste and um, I can't stop listening to that either Mm. and it's sort of like it's like hmm, like Motown Disco for the New Millennium kind of thing that sounds great yeah that's that's like the vibe of the vibe of the song I, I would say and I listen to it in the car, I listen to it at home, I listen to it everywhere I go, I love it. But my sad time about it was that it was on Spotify and it's now been taken off Spotify no. because it had a sample on it and I think that must be the reason why. Oh, um, but you can still listen to it on YouTube. So it, for the moment, it can't go on our Spotify track of the week. But mm. if you go on YouTube then... Um, You'll find it there, and maybe we can just put another Pink Panther song on the okay, um, track sure. of the week instead. But that is my absolute fave. It's really, really good. So yeah, would recommend that if you're like into that kind of vibe. Like you might like a little bit, a little bit of a disco vibe, but for like a 2022 version of you, you know? Uh, yeah, I think we all need a disco in 2022. Yeah, exactly. We need an extravaganza. We'll play it at the extravaganza. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll get DJ Paul to put on. <laughs> After sell block tango. Yeah, obviously. Um, Naturally. And push the button. <laughs> the trifecta. <laughs> the triptych. The menage a trois. <laughs> and that is the podcast title for this uh, episode. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I think that is your lot for this week. A couple of deep dives yeah, there. That's enough. To get, <laughs> to get your teeth into. Um, I think you need a cup of tea, and I don't mean a soft one um and <laughs> i've been perfectly normal this whole record this is me peak me performing um absolutely <laughs> come anyway, on let's knock it on its head uh, yeah let's just let's just nail on the coffin okay. um so uh yeah if you want to get in touch with us please do we love it uh we're at queer longing instagram and twitter queer longing at gmail.com if you want to send an email and um yeah do you know what we'll see you um we'll see you next time imagine i just ended like that all right (laughs) yeah bye oh god right uh what is it again (laughs) uh hi podcast (laughs) um right